0: Now let's jump in the word. I, um, I'm excited this morning to, to share my heart. And, and that's really, I know I say this every time, but I really do, I, I really am just going to be vulnerable this morning. There's, there's something that's, that's been on my heart for the past several weeks and, and something that, that the Holy Spirit has really been awakening me to in a real new way, okay? And I'm just going to bring it before you this morning. What's on my heart this morning As I want to talk about hope. I, I, I want to talk about us as believers living from such a place of hope in the Lord. And, and here's what I've learned in my, in my experience as I've been walking with Jesus. This is what I've learned. Is that that hope... Living from a place of hope will change your life. Here's what I've learned. That, that look, that hope, when we live from hope, it does something. It actually partners with God to see things shift and change out there. Like, like, I want us to see that hope does something. It partners with God to shift things, to release things, to change situations and circumstances that you might be faced with. Hope partners with God to see our dreams fulfilled. Hope partners with God to shift things and change things out there. But not only that, living from a place of hope, man, will change your life. It will shift and change things inside of here. It will change the way that you see life and see people. It will change the way that you respond to things. I just want to say to you this morning from experience, a life of hope is powerful. People come up to me or they have before, and by no way, shape, form, or fashion, am I patting myself on the back or uh, nothing like that. But people have come up to me before and go, Wes, how come you're always so happy? Like, why are you always so full of joy? Why are you always so hopeful? And I want to tell you something, church family, listen to me. Just because I'm always joyful, just because I'm always so full of hope, it doesn't mean that everything in my life is going perfect and everything in my life is so good. Are you with me? I'm always so full of joy, so full of hope, not because everything in my life is working out so good. It's because God is good. Are you with me? I, I really believe that He is who He says He is. See, I, I, I believe that it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ Jesus that lives inside of me. See, my hope is not dependent upon what's happening around me. My hope is dependent upon the one who lives in me. It is Jesus. Colossians 1:27 says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. See, the one whose name is above all names resides inside of us. Are you with me this morning? I'm spitting the one who won the victory over everything lives in us. The one who has overcome everything that we could ever be faced with is in us. The one who paid the price so that we could be in an intimate, personal relationship with the good Father lives in us. That's why we get to live from such a place of hope. And I want to show you this morning that this hope, it does something. It will change your life but before I just jump into hope I sort of want to set it up and sort of like leeway into it if that's okay and I want to do that by just revisiting some of the things that Melanie said last week were you here last week to hear Melanie's word if you you weren't here last week to hear Mel's word you got to go back and listen to it again it was another one of those life changing words from Mel Mel but last week, she's already mentioned it during the offering, but last week, Mel talked about man, the biblical elements of gratitude. Living a life of thankfulness unto the Lord. And, and she specifically talked about three specific elements of gratitude. And I just what I want to do just for the next few minutes is I want to share with you my notes that I took from Mel's message. Ha, ha, ha. And can I do that? I want to share with you, give you insight on the way that I, just what the Holy Spirit did in my life last Sunday morning. So She talked about three specific ways of living a life of thankfulness, the attitude of gratitude. And here's what I believe. I believe that the attitude of gratitude naturally leads into a life of hope. And here's the first thing that she said, is we every day of our life is an opportunity to come before the Father and simply thank Him for all that we have to be so grateful for everything that we have in James 1:17, it says every good and perfect thing comes from God and we get to be thankful for everything that we have but church how many know it's so easy to always be thinking about and focused on what you don't have, where you're not yet and where you want to be as opposed to being thankful for what you do have, where you are and what God's doing in you right now in life are you with me? See, it's so easy for us as believers, men, to think, well, I'm at this age or stage in my life, and I haven't, you know, I'm not where I want to be career-wise. The promotion hasn't come yet. The dream hasn't been fulfilled yet. I haven't seen the breakthrough in this area or that area. But the reality is, church family, is every day of our life is another opportunity to go, God, I'm so thankful for what I do have, what you're doing in me, and the opportunity every day to partner with you to build your kingdom with everything that I have going on. Are you with me? And here's what's so amazing. When you and I begin to live a life of thankfulness, that's actually what opens up the door and sets us up to step into the more that God has for us. Are you with me? It says in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to the Lord and praise his name. That tells us that when we live a life of thankfulness, the attitude of gratitude, it opens up the gate for heaven to come in and have its way in our life. Are you happy this morning? Living a life of thankfulness, man, sets us up and puts us in position for the breakthrough, for the dream fulfilled. Are you with me? The second way that she talked about gratitude and faithfulness is this. She said, we get to be thankful that the blood of Jesus is enough? How many of you are thankful that the blood of Jesus is enough? That, that means if you make a mistake, you get to bring that mistake before the Father and simply go, God, I'm so thankful that the blood of Jesus is enough. It, the mistake you made yesterday or two days ago or three weeks ago, look at me, church family, it gets to be completely forgiven right? Because of the blood of Jesus. Not only does it get to be forgiven, it gets to be forgotten and you get to be free. See, Jesus died on the cross so that his forgiveness would be available every moment of our life. Thanks to the blood of Jesus Christ. Every moment, Jesus, I thank you for your blood. I thank you that it's enough. I thank you that I'm forgiven. I'm free. I'm brand new. Hallelujah. And then lastly, She talked about this, which I feel like really sets up a life of hope. She already mentioned it this morning. but She said we get to come before the Father and thank him for all the things we've asked him for that haven't happened yet. (laughs) We get to thank him for, for all that we have, all that he's done, and we get to thank him in advance for what he's going to do. Look at me, church family. God has invited us as his sons and daughters into a life of expectation. Where we expect and anticipate great, mighty, and powerful things in him. We've been invited to a life of, I anticipate great things taking place. I anticipate the miracles. I anticipate the dream fulfilled. Why? Because this is who God is. His character is that he is good. His nature is that he is the healer. His hallmark is the impossible. And his desire is for us to step into everything Jesus paid for us to have. Are you with me? Are you happy? And Melanie, she did such a great job of making sure that this is expectation, not entitlement. Church family, look at me. God doesn't owe you anything. Entitlement says, God, you owe me this. But expectation says, Jesus, I thank you that you paid for this and made this available. So here I come. Come on. And this expectation, this joyful anticipation of great things, of amazing things, of powerful things is hope. An attitude of gratitude naturally leads us into a life of hope. I anticipate great things because of who you are, God, because of how good you are. And look at me, church family, this hope does something. It partners with God. I'm going to talk about more of that specifically in just a second. It partners with God to see things shift out there, and it partners with God him to see things shift and hear it changes the way that we live our life i'm telling you this from experience hope has changed my life his name is jesus (laughs) so let let me let i want to talk about hope for just a few minutes kind of in general i feel like god wants to release hope to us this morning for the world that we live in there's so much happening in the world that there's so much immorality there's so we read about things every day and it's so easy to go man what is going on if you're not careful, you quickly slip in instead of being hopeful, hopeless with when regards to the world. So I'll talk about hope in general, and then I want to make it a little more personal in our personal walk with Jesus. But I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I preached. Nedra actually mentioned this a few Sundays when she preached too. Look at me, church family. You were born for such a time as this. You and I, we were born for such a time as this. There's so much immorality taking place. There's so much... Happening in the world that does not line up with the Word of God that we stand on. There's so much happening that doesn't line up with the values of the kingdom that we live from, right? We see it. But for whatever reason, God saw fit for you not to be born for such a time as this. Listen to me, church family. God believes in us. He actually believes that we could be the one to partner with Him to bring transformation to our city. Amen. He believes that we could be the one to partner with him to build his kingdom for such a time as this. The question is, is do you believe it? Do you believe that we were born for such a time as this? Because if we're not careful, we can find ourselves focused on all the issues, all the immorality, all the problems, rather than being focused on the solution to the problem, Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Jesus is, we carry the solution. Christ in us is the hope that the world's looking for. If we're not careful, we can find ourselves focused on the issue, the problem, all the things that's happening in the world, rather than focus on the one who's already overcome the world. John 16 in this world you'll have trouble. Take heart. I've overcome everything that you're faced with. God believes in you. You were on this earth for such a time as this. Let's go. Christ in us is the hope of glory. What are we thinking about? What are we focused on? So many times we're focused on something rather than someone. I'm telling you right now, in the midst of everything that's happening, God is moving on this planet in such a powerful way. I would actually like to suggest that there's more good happening than there is bad. Woo! It's just that the bad stuff gets reported all the time. Can I report to you some really good news this morning? Can I just release hope this morning? I just want to report some a really uh, some really awesome testimonies. You know, two weeks ago we had our first Wednesday outreach. <laughs> hey, listen, look at me. God's moving in the city of Birmingham. I know we read about crazy stuff that happened. I'm telling you, God's moving. And it'd be so easy right now just to throw up our hands and go, "Man, man, this, what what in the world's happening?" You get discouraged. You get worried. You get anxious next thing you know you're frustrated you're not hopeful, you're hopeless and we're trying to hang on for dear life waiting on something to hang, uh, change out there God, man, just waiting on something to change out there and God's waiting on us to realize we were born for such a time as this God's waiting on us as, as sons and daughters to rise up and hope like never before two Wednesday nights ago was our first Wednesday outreach and y'all, it's, they've just been incredible We had had 25 families come to get groceries two Wednesday nights ago. And we just passed out groceries, and we prayed over them and loved on them. And then we also, that that same night, we gave over 40 small snack bags to kids that came with them. We gave over 60 bags of food two Wednesday nights ago. We were running out. We're back in the back just trying to figure it out. And the Lord's like, I'm going to take care of it. But did you know that that night also, man, six people gave their life to Jesus Christ. Yeah! Six people put their faith in Jesus, and two people were completely healed of things. There was a lady who had a really bad headache. And and the reason she had such a bad headache was this. It's because she was so hungry. She had a headache. She says, I'm so hungry. And I said, we're going to get you groceries. We got you. I said, but can I just pray for your head really quick? Because I feel like Jesus is going to touch it. And we just began to pray for her head. Jesus, touch it. We thank you that you're the healer. Come on, Holy Spirit. We got through praying, and all of a sudden, she goes, oh, man. She goes, it's it's absolutely completely gone. And and then she said this. I've never experienced this before. She said, my, my headache's gone. And she said, and my stomach feels full. I've never experienced anything like that before. She said, it feels like I just had a meal. Talk about Jesus being the bread of life. And I just stood there and I was, just, I was just crying. And she said, she had a friend with her, a guy with her. And she says, get them to pray for you. And we prayed for him. He had really bad pain in his spine, like it was a 7 out of 10 pain, he couldn't even bend down and we just began to pray and then, look, y'all look at me, in one moment one moment, and I felt it to the Holy Spirit, boom completely healed his back and all his pain was gone and he was been oh, blown away I shared the short simple gospel with him he put his faith in Jesus and gave his life to Christ right there in that moment it was awesome, it was amazing hey church family look, 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 look We were born for such a time as this. I don't think the problem is all the immorality. I think the problem is we're waiting on something to change out there. And God's waiting on us to rise up and hope like never before. Let me give you another another definition of hope. Hope is the belief that our future gets to be better than our present because of how good God is. Come on. I'm going to say that one more time. Hope is the belief that our future... Gets to be better than our present because of how good God is. Church, rise up in hope. God's moving on the earth in such a powerful way. Don't focus on something. Focus on someone. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Let's go. See, the goodness of God is the foundation of our hope. The belief that God is good... It's what our hope is built on top of. Do you believe that God is good? We talk about it. We sing about it. Do you really believe it? And I love what Bill Johnson says. He says, do you know that God is actually better than you think he is? <laughs> Let's go. He's a really good father. And the reason that he's so good is because he loves us so much. And the reason he loves us so much is because he's such a good father. He's so good. And he loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus to overcome the sin of the world so that when we believe in him we step into an intimate personal relationship with a father that is so good so that we would always know as his sons and daughters that there is nothing we could ever be faced with that Jesus hasn't already overcome there's nothing we could be faced with that he hasn't already won the victory over are you with me? And that is our reality because he's so good and his goodness is the foundation of our hope. And our hope is the belief that our future gets to be better than the present. Yeah. Did you get all that? Yeah. I barely did. God's waiting on us to believe that we were born for such a time as this. To believe that our, our future gets to be greater than our present because of who he is and the goodness that he's made available to us through the cross of Jesus Christ. He's waiting on us to believe that we were born for such a time as this. And when we walk in this kind of hope, it does something, I'm telling you from experience. It partners with him out there and it changes us in here. Okay, let's make hope more personal. You ready? Proverbs thirteen twelve says this. I've been reading the scripture for the past several years and I know it frontwards and backwards and sideways but recently I've been reading it in a brand new light. Ever done that before? It's like, you know the scripture, you've read it a thousand times, but it just looks different and the Holy Spirit begins to speak in a different way. Proverbs 13, 12 says this. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. A dream fulfilled is a tree of life. So that tells us at least two things. It's probably a lot more. (laughs) but it tells us at least two things the first thing it tells us notice it says a dream fulfilled is a tree of life hope deferred makes the heart sick it tells us that our dreams being fulfilled (laughs) the breakthrough that we long for our dream being fulfilled is directly tied to the hope that we walk in like seriously do you believe that I've experienced that The dream fulfilled is directly tied to the hope. Why? Because hope does something. I'm going to talk about more in a second, but hope is actually a magnet for the heart of the father in any given situation in your life. When he sees his children walking hope in the midst of circumstances, situation, boom, it's irresistible for him to come. Are you with me? Hope, the dream fulfilled, is tied to the hope that we walk in. When we begin to walk in hope, we partner with God to see things shift, to see things change, to see the breakthrough, to see the success. Are you with me? And the second thing it tells us, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you and I are not walking in hope, when you and I are not believing that our future gets to be greater than our present, when we're not anticipating great things, mighty things, and powerful things because of who God is... It it not only doesn't partner with God to see things change out there, but you become sick on the inside too. Because hope shifts things out there and it shifts things in here. Are you with me? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Listen, when I walk in hope, when I believe that my future is greater than my present, when I'm anticipating great things, it literally changes the way that I see things in life and people. I promise. I'm telling you, man, because I've walked in not much hope and I've walked in a ton of hope. It, change, it shifts the way that I see life. I, 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 when I'm walking in hope, I begin to see from heaven towards earth. See, Ephesians 2.6, it says that God seated us with Christ in the heavenly places, which just simply means this. We live on this earth, but we live in the kingdom. You see the difference? I'm on the planet. I'm here. I'm on this earth. But I live in the kingdom, which means I get to live from heaven towards earth. And I've discovered in my personal walk with Jesus that a, one of the keys to living from heaven to earth is a life of hope. Because all of a sudden it changes the way that I see things in life of people. I don't see the problem. I see the promise. Are you with me? I don't see the sickness. I see that person getting healed. I, I don't see the impossibility. I see an opportunity for the God of the impossible to come in and evade because this is who He is. Are you with me? It changes the way that I see. I don't see the person and what they've done. I see their potential. I see them for who they really are. And I run towards them. I don't distance myself from people's pain. I run towards it. Why? Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. When I live from hope, it changes the way that I see I live from heaven towards earth. When I live from hope, when I believe that my future is greater than my present, it changes the way that I respond when life throws me a curveball. Are you with me? I'm not always so hopeful. I know you're like, Wes, you're so always so happy. If you, if you have a conversation with me on any given day, I'm just I'm just going to be in your face happy. But it's not because everything is so hunky-dory out there. Everything's hunky-dory right here. My hope is dependent upon Him. So when life throws me a curveball, if I'm living from hope, I know exactly what to do and exactly who to turn to. I just go to the Father, and the first thing I do is I begin to thank Him for all that He's done and all that I have. See, this, I'm telling you right now, Melanie, a life of thankfulness leads to a life of hope. Are you with me? The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, Paul says, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but with everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God I'm so thankful for who you are I'm so thankful for what I've done and now I thank you in advance for what you're going to do this is the hope that we get to walk in and that hope does something it shifts it changes it partners with God out there and it changes us in here hope will lead you into a powerful life I promise church family it's time to rise up in hope like never before because some of you man you're not very hopeful right now and, and I understand Here's the other thing I've discovered. is that, man, for some people, the reason they've put down hope. Because, listen, here's where the rubber really meets the road. Will you continue to have hope? Will you continue to lean in? Will you continue that your future is going to be greater than the present? Will you continue to anticipate great things, mighty things, and powerful things because of who God is? Will you continue to hope when you're not where you want to be? in life when you will you continue to live in hope when you're like man I thought I would be married by this age it just hasn't happened yet will you continue to lean into hope when you're like man I've been believing God for a child and it just hasn't happened yet I haven't got the promotion the career that I thought was, I was going to have hasn't come yet the breakthrough the healing I've been believing God for hasn't happened the Will we continue to believe? Will we continue to lean in? Not because everything's so great out here, but because we know who lives inside of here. Because we know that the character of God is good. His nature is to heal. His hallmark is the impossible. His desire for our life is a dream fulfilled. That's His heart for us. He invites us to this life of hope. It changes everything will we continue to hope and here's what I've discovered one of the main reasons that we lay our hope to the side and stop leaning in it's real simple it's because our hope is in the wrong place our hope is in an outcome rather than our hope simply being in the one that changes everything too our hope cannot be an outcome it cannot be in the miracle it cannot be in the time in a time frame our hope has to be in the God, and that hope does something. When your hope is in God, you never stop hoping. You continue to lean in. I shared this story with you that that changed my life, okay, when I was in college. And the Holy Spirit continues to use this story, like, all the time. But, you know, growing up, I don't know why I'm crying. But growing up, it was my dream to play college basketball, okay? That was like, I mean, Jeremy and I, we just grew up playing basketball our whole life. It's because dad pops. He put a ball in our hand when we were like, you know, six months old or something. (laughs) I just just loved the game, you know? I used to have, I had a, when I was growing up, I remember I had a little Tykes goal in the living room. We had a goal in the garage. And then we had a goal in the driveway. (laughs) I had goals everywhere. And so I got to be a senior in high school, man. I'm like, my, I just want to play college basketball. And I, I worked hard. I was certainly not the best one on the team, but I worked hard and I loved it. And uh, we had, there was there, another guy on my high school basketball team. His, his name was James. He was about six four. And just really nice player, man, could just finish. I mean, could just, real great athlete, could just dunk it. And the the head coach of the University of Montevallo came to watch, not me play, came to watch him play <laughs> the, uh, one night. And so, but that night I had a pretty good game. And so my head high school basketball coach went up. That's just crazy that he did this. He went up to the Montevallo coach and said, hey, you, you know Wes, the, the, the little point guard. And he goes, yeah, 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 he had a great game. Would you give him a chance to maybe walk on your team? Do you do tryouts ever? And he goes, well, sure, I'll give him a shot. I'll let him come try out with the team. And so they, they set up a date. And so I, I got to go and try out for the University of Montevallo. And so uh, my head coach, he takes me there. And my friend James, who had already been offered a scholarship from them and many other places, <laughs> he wasn't going to try out. He's on the team he's just going to play so I'm in the gym I'm like nervous man I'm like you know <laughs> you know just... and something happened you know I, I, I can't tell you I just attribute it to the Holy Ghost but they, they, I'm the only one they're trying out so they split up five on five the coach of Monteval puts me on a team and I, I'm on a team and I'm just nervous and the second time down the court I get the ball and I fire up a shot and it goes in Boom. That sucker went in. Something happened right here. I was like, oh snap. I just hit that. I might can play with these guys. Second time down the court. Boom. Another one goes in. Third time, three in a row. Fourth time. I come around the corner, f- hit four in a row. The guy guarding me and his teammate goes, Dude, guard your man. They start playing defense on me. I, to make a long story short, I have the day of my life. I'm passing. I'm hitting shots. James James is looking at me like, dang, i never seen you play like this, Wes. <laughs> Where's that been all year? The coach calls me back to his office, sits me down and goes, Wes, you just earned your spot on the team. It's the last spot I had available. You're on it. Whoa, yeah. I'm like, and I'm playing it real cool, you know. Because this, but this is a dream of mine. I'm like fighting back tears in front of this head coach, but come to find out, he's a big time believer. Like, this guy loves the Lord. I mean, he's just awesome. I get home, I walk in my living room. Golly, this is a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. I walk in my, 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 this is actually not even the point. It's just fun to retell. I don't know what it is. I walk. I get home. The coach drops me off. I walk in the living room, and my dad, for whatever reason, mom always cooked. My dad is in the kitchen cooking spaghetti, and he's got like oven mitts on, and he has the spaghetti noodles. And I look at him, and he looks at me. And he goes, "Wes, how'd it go?" And I go, "I made the team." He throws the spaghetti noodles like on the other and runs and tackles me in the living room he goes I knew you could I knew you could well the the season rolls around you know I'm, I'm entering into Montevideo I got my classes you know I'm like nervous I realized I had the day of my life I made the team but I had a little bit of this question like we were about to start preaching like do I really belong on this team you know do I really belong I would say uh, my anticipation for the season and my fit for the team was not very high okay but it was, it was there it was something that I showed up to the first practice nervous and something happened man about a week or so into preseason basketball man God sent one of the players into my life his name was Reuben. he was about 6'5 just I mean just big could gorilla dunk it like when he dunked I thought the rim was coming off I was the only listen this is cool it's really not cool, but it's cool. I was the only guy on the team that couldn't dunk. It <laughs> was, was just me. I was the only guy. But but, Ruben, something happened. about After the, the first week goes by, Ruben came up to me. He's the captain. I mean, the leader on the team, starting five. He goes, hey, Wes, you know you're the best shooter on the team. And I go, oh, man, thank you so much, Ruben. He goes, no, no, look at me, Wes. You're the best shooter on the team. And he not only told me that, he began to tell everybody else that. And he'd go up to people like, hey, you know, Wes is a better shooter than you. <laughs> and it wasn't nobody going to combat Ruben. Like, hey, Wes is the best shooter on the team. And when we would play 505, so we, when we would scrimmage preseason, he was always a captain. So he got to pick who was on this team. He always, he always chose me first. There were scholarship players on the team. Guys with full rides. I'm a walker. I want the best shooter on the team, Wes. And the other players are going, whatever, Ruben." He goes, what do you mean, whatever? This the best shooter. Come on, Wes. I'm not, I'm not playing. And then he started doing something else. We would be in scrimmage. We'd be playing. And I would come down the court. And before the ball would even leave my hand, I would start a shooting motion and he would yell out, Good shot, Wes! Good shot, Wes. He has no idea if the ball's going in or not. But because he believed that I was the best shooter, he anticipated every shot going in. Yes. Yes. Good shot, Wes. I ain't even shot it yet, Ruben. I could miss five, six, seven, eight shots in a row. The next time down the court, if I put up a shot, good shot, Wes. And something happened, man. The more I heard that. Now, Reuben was a big-time believer, too. He and I actually led FCA together. God just put him in my life. But the more I heard him say that, the more I began to anticipate every shot going in, too. And I would miss five, six, seven, eight in a row, but I would still come down and fire away. Because whether I made the one before I anticipated the next one going in the hole this is hope look at me church family and I realized this my hope was not in the shots that I made my hope was in every shot that I took are you with me this morning this is listen our hope cannot be in an outcome it's got to be in the one God When your hope is in Him, you'll never stop shooting. You'll never stop leaning in. And you'll begin to discover that that hope does something. It partners with Him to shift things out there. And it will change the way that you see, the way that you respond. Hope is powerful. And His name is Jesus Christ. Church family, it's time to rise up and hope again. This summer, this fall, this winter, next spring, your entire life Life, God invites you and I to believe that the future gets to be greater than the present. To anticipate great, mighty, new, and powerful things in who the Father is. Worship team, you come on back up. I, I just, here's what I feel this morning. I I feel like, I feel this so strong as I was just thinking into this this week and just spending time with the Lord. I feel I felt the Lord say, as I was reminiscing on the story of Reuben, I felt the Lord say, man, for some of you here, it's time to start shooting again. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe some of you have put the ball down. For whatever reason, man, something's going on in your life. The thing that you've been believing God for just hasn't happened yet. The dream has not been fulfilled yet. And it's so easy to just sort of lay it to the side. And I feel like God's saying, pick the ball up and start firing away. And some of you thinking, man, I'm not a great shooter. I'm not very good. Doesn't matter. God's so good. Fire away. Fire away. Shoot. Believe that our future gets to be greater than our present. Anticipate because of who God is and the goodness that he's made available through the cross of Jesus Christ. It's time to hope again. Do you believe that we were born for such a time as this? For the world around us and for your own personal life. Hope does something. See, when when God sees you and I as his children living from a place of hope. Despite our circumstances, despite our situation, despite what's not happening, despite where we're not yet. When he sees us living from hope, he goes, oh, man, there's my sons and daughters that really believe that Jesus has won the victory over everything. There's my sons and daughters that believe that Jesus has overcome everything that they can be faced with. And see, because God wants to see his son Jesus receive the full reward for his suffering... When we walk in hope, it's an irresistible invitation for God to come and have his way in our life. It is a magnet. It attracts the heart of the Father into our life out there and in here. And it will change your life. Are you happy? Can we all just stand up right now? I I felt in my spirit this morning that we were supposed to just declare hope as an anthem in in our heart. You feel like doing that this morning? I think it's time to get our hopes up like never, ever before. I think it's time, y'all, to actually believe for the world we live in and for your own personal life that our future gets to be greater than our present. To begin to anticipate great, mighty, and powerful things. Are you ready? Lord, just put your hands out in front of you. God, we thank you. We give you the honor. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, first and foremost, for who you are. We are thankful for all that we have, for all that we've done. And now, God, as we stand here and make hope our anthem, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do in our life. We thank you that we were born for such a time as this. We thank you, God, for who you are and what you've made available through the cross of Jesus Christ. Listen, you are free to worship. You can come forward, you can sit down, encounter Jesus encounter Christ in you, the hope of glory.